Myers was not killed in that explosion at the Haddonfield police station. The CIA abducted Myers from his cell and killed everyone to cover up their tracks. Now, why did they do that? That's obvious. They wanted the ultimate assassin. Myers is now on the government payroll. No one controls Michael Myers, not even the CIA. He took out eight agents while they had him at Langley. They couldn't control him, so they packed him up in a rocket and shipped him off to space. Ah, thank you. Don't, you. You don't thank want you. to hear the facts, man. Thank That's you very the much. situation is that the CIA... Michael Myers in space. Come on, next. Barry, what happened to that psychiatrist of his, Loomis? I heard the old quack was dead. What are you looking Not dead. <laughs> Just very much retired. Welcome to the second edition of the Skeleton Cruise Halloween Specials. Halloween Specials. Yeah, we still didn't come up with a name, so that's what we're <laughs> going to go with. Okay. Uh, hey. How about we just call it The Curse of Michael J, Part 1, Part 2, oh, Part please, 3. get over yourself. <laughs> oh, God. Mike, that was one show. We're never doing it again. You know, I got a lot of feedback on that show. <laughs> you did? Yeah, it was all over Facebook. It was all over Horrorbid. Even the name... People really liked the name. They felt that it was very appropriate. Basically, Mike, the overall consensus is you are crazy. Right. As I suspected. Okay. They basically, they appreciate your passion. As they should. Yeah. Yeah. They, there's one guy who thinks you, you're, you wouldn't admit this, but you definitely had sex with that VHS tape. Okay, well... I, I did not have sex with it, and believe me, I am the type of person that if I did, I would mention it. Did you ever, like, uh, pull the, before you got rid of the one you dubbed, yeah. did you pull the tape out and wrap it around your penis and masturbate? No, but I did that with the original Psycho. <laughs> wow. Uh, here's where you say, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, please. Just kidding. You are right. Yeah, I'm kidding. I'm not. I'm not insane, dude. See, do you understand how disturbing that interview was? I actually thought you might be telling the truth. Well, no, I, I look. I all right. I pulled the tape out of the Psycho VHS, but I didn't, you know, masturbate. I just pulled it out to see if I could actually string all the tape up to see how much was actually in there. And let me you tell you, it was a lot. You masturbate. <laughs> What would you say? No, nothing. <laughs> uh, no, but okay. there's a lot of tape. Like if you get a T120 tape right. and just pull all that tape out, there's a lot in there, man. Yes, there is. Yeah, a lot. This is gonna be a pretty, pretty big show. Maybe, possibly, it, nothing will top the last show of our October shows. But this is gonna be the next biggest one. I know that, Mike. I'm sorry, your interview is just not gonna rank to the top. Yeah, it's about Probably to get top, son. I, I feel bad telling you that, but well, if 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 certain things happen for the rest of this month, 
that are scheduled to happen. I think uh, I think my interview is going to be way down on the totem pole. Dude. Exactly. We've been saving this one for a while, though. You know, th- these are two great movies, in my opinion. Well, you know, we'll see what you guys think. But, you know, they're compared so much, so we've been kind of dancing around it all year, but we're finally getting to it. And what is that, Alex? Well, what we're doing this show, if you read the title... And hopefully you have. Yeah, hopefully. Is oh, yeah. Halloween. We're finally. I, you know, a lot of people probably did this, but we're going to get to the bottom of it. Dude, I am going to dissect this. Like, I want to get into everything. You're gonna yeah, we're going to rip this shit, shit out of it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, normally, we would do a Halloween email segment, which we still can do. I think there's time. Yeah, Jerry sent one in. Jerry Vit. Vit. <laughs> Viteta sent one in. Yeah, Viteta. Sorry, Jerry. We just don't know how to pronounce your name properly. But I, I just don't know. We're horrible. But he knows who he is. Yeah, I think he. Yeah. Yeah. We can get to one of those emails, and we will, because it's not very long, and we can still fit it in. It's the beginning. We have a hopefully couple good interviews coming up this month, and. Don't forget, uh, the most important thing that's happening this month on our show is my Halloween movie. I cannot wait to see that. You don't don't think that's going to be the biggest? uh, No? Okay. (laughs) I'll admit, it's not that good. It's better than mine, though. Uh, yeah, your Halloween movie. I will never let anybody see that. I won't that. either. So, I, I've seen Camp Out Nightmare before many times. I've never seen Alex's movie, so I'm excited to watch this. Dude, <laughs> to say I'm excited would be an understatement. I am fucking pumped to watch this. Yeah, you know, it ain't gonna be like when... Uh, you know what else I'm kind of pissed about? There's a Halloween film festival going on. Mm-hmm. Can you believe I didn't know about it till the submissions were over with? I could have sent it in. Could have. Can you believe that? I was what thinking a... about sending mine in too, but I think it's too long. Uh, the they'd time. probably send you a package back, and when you open it, it would explode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be like this. This bastard doesn't deserve to live. <laughs> and they sent it from Thorn because they knew he would open it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thorn's back. <laughs> so there. Yeah. So everybody, look for the Halloween movie I made. I'm not going to give you the title. I want that to be a surprise because it's actually already on YouTube. Yeah. And I don't want you to look it up <laughs> because. Uh, no, yeah. I'm going to watch it right before we do our uh, next show and and have our reactions to it. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a fresh reaction. Good, bad, ugly. We'll see. Yeah. And the special thing I'm doing with that movie is you're going to watch the movie, God willing, and then. You keep watching, and as it ends, it's going to start again, and it will have my commentary on it, which is pretty pretty interesting, because there's a lot of things about that movie that are kind of interesting, about the filming. When did you make that again? 2001. I think that I saw it probably for the first time soon after you made it, so... Yeah, yeah. So it's just an homage, it's really not a movie, but enough about that. Let's get to a Halloween listener letter. Listener, Listener letters. letters. Do you think will people get sick of that? <laughs> no, I hope not. <laughs> I'm gonna do that shit till the dead. <laughs> it's like I feel like I'm hearing the same show every week. All right. Okay. This is from Jerry V. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he wrote <laughs> Jerry V. <laughs> yeah, Jerry V. 
Hey guys, here's my main problem with the Halloween series. I want to know how you guys feel. I hate Halloween H2O. Hello, Jerry. Thank you. I loathe that movie with a passion. Oh, I love you, Jerry. The main reason being is the fact that they ignore events from Halloween 4 through 6. I, I told you, I don't think they really did, to any extent that anybody should worry about. They do. Continue. Those events are a huge chunk of the Halloween history. Now, I understand the fact why it was done, but I hate the fact that it was. They could have ignored the whole Thorn thing, but to ignore that Jamie ever existed is such bullshit. Um, you know what's I don't understand about this gripe? Because what if Jamie or Lori just didn't happen to talk about it that day? You know what I mean? Like, why is it ignored? I mean, you listen, okay, when she was telling the guy on the couch, you know, he, he, uh, he killed his sister and then he came after me... And uh, with a really huge kitchen knife and all that yeah. stuff. Um, I guess she could have said, and then he killed my daughter ten years later. Right. But wasn't she kind of distracted by the card saying 17 years old and then basically she, you know, hauled ass out of there? Like, what if she was going to say that? Like, you just because she didn't happen to talk about somebody on a particular day, it does not mean it was ignored. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, and I and I and I'll say this too, Alex. You know, yeah, okay, you can look at those facts, whether it's true, false, whether you see it as that or whether you don't. But, dude, that doesn't take away from the whole movie being that far off. She was a great character in it. Yeah, she had a different kid, whatever. But you got to understand something, too. They're going for a mainstream audience on this one. They're going big. Halloween H2O, 20 years later. They bring back Jamie Lee. They're doing it big, and they did the movie great. The fucking score in that movie, a lot of the scares, for its time, it kind of got thrown in the mix of the scream. I know you did last summer or whatever, but you you look back on that, dude. Uh, I mean, and listen, everybody feels differently, but... Even if you do feel like that, like, I watched it and I was like, what the fuck? I, I was like, I don't get it. Like, why did they ignore him, too? But to me, dude, for, for something like that to stop me from loving a flick like that, it just, it's not going to happen. I, I love that movie ten, ten times better than fucking five, which is part of the quote-unquote history of it. Right. I mean, I understand. I get it. I get where the frustration comes from. But to me... They can do that in horror movies. I mean, listen, how many times has Michael Myers been shot? He got shot in the motherfucking eyes in two, and he's still alive. I think we can let something like this slide. That's just Arguably, I think that she shot him in, like, the eyebrow area because of the angle of the shot and the fact that the blood dripped kind of, uh, the way the blood dripped. And you can actually, if you zoom in on that, you can see his eyeball intact with the blood over it. Right. Wow. That backs up my argument. His eyes are indeed there. Like, people could say, well, that's just yeah. uh, you know, a mistake that you saw that eyeball. But, hell, listen, it's on film. It's a fact. It's there. There's nothing you could say about it. Just don't think it takes away from the movie as a whole. No. That movie fucking rocks. It was good. I, they should have had um, a, somebody with a little bit wider shoulders play Michael. Like, I was a little, uh, he looked a little young to me for a... Chris <laughs> Durand? Yeah. Yeah, and I heard he's an asshole, too. He looks like one. Mm-hmm. He's mad that um, they did not mention Dr. Loomis. Again, would yeah. would Laurie Strode give a shit about Dr. Loomis? She I should. Mean, he saved her life. But, dude, would you talk about him 20 years later? Like, yes. When would that even come up? They had some, some uh, British guy uh, redo his monologue, which I thought was an atrocity. 
I mean, I still talk about Dr. Loomis, Donald Pleasants every single day of my life. Well, Mike, I don't think anyone's surprised to hear that at this point. <laughs> but clearly, no one else does anything you do. Yeah, but don't you think it's even crazy, though, that Mike loathes this movie but loves Halloween 6? You think that that supports the argument even yeah, but more? That, Mike, but that dude, Lori Strode, should have had a shrine to Jamie in her house. In all fairness, my mom doesn't have any pictures of me in her house either, so. Oh. <laughs> You're a bastard child. But just to clarify, I don't want to misquote him. He said, hell, besides the start of the movie, they barely even mention Loomis. So okay. I, he did, he did, uh, he did uh, uh, realize that. Uh, I always felt when Jamie Lee is on top of her boyfriend explaining her history, they could have at least made her say, oh, wow, I, I just said that. Had the daughter who killed Myers. I wonder if that was like subconsciously in my head. I read this email like literally three weeks ago. <laughs> Extra minute of so talking in that scene would have tied everything together. Second reason, and I explained that. She was distracted by the 17, but I guess he's saying they should have wrote it differently. So. Exactly. Second reason why I hate H2O, it feels like Myers walked on the set of Dawson's Creek. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, no, it's true. Anyway, sorry for the long, right, uh, long rant, but my uh, that has also been my main gripe about the series continue the awesome work guys love the show jerry well jerry's a cool guy uh we've talked to him a lot on facebook and email and uh he's awesome thank you for the uh yeah jerry you're the shit listener letter listener letters letters. and before we go guys i do want to mention something at the end of this uh first segment here what's Uh, that well this past friday october 5th was the 93rd birthday of one Mr. Donald Pleasance. That is true, sir. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. Wait, 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 Dan, Dan, Dan. <laughs> Mike, does this day, like, really affect you? Are you yourself, Mike? Like, does it bother you to know that we can never really interview him? Did you have a cake for him again? Didn't you have a cake for him one year? Uh, yeah, I did actually. I um. Does he oh get at God. least a cupcake this year? Yeah, I, I um, I put a candle in it and I sang "Happy Birthday." <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. And then you ate it. Yes. <laughs> nice. Wow. Did at the did you say "Happy Birthday to you"? Cha cha cha. Happy Birthday to you. Cha cha cha. <laughs> no, I don't like the cha cha chas. They bother. You didn't add that in there. No, they bother. You don't know what death is. <laughs> You don't know what death is. That's not too cheesy, is it? <coughs> yeah. Uh, so. Well, I just want you to know, Mike, that if he was alive today, he would say to you, "God damn you!" Silly <laughs> person. Uh, I. I, I don't know what it is, but I just, I, every day I miss him for some reason, and I never even got a chance to meet him or talk to him, but. Now, wait, don't, didn't you, like, almost break down when you met the other guy who played Loomis, too? Okay, well. Is it just a thing about these people who play Loomis with you? Well, no, it just, it seems like to me that McDowell is, like, the closest I'll ever get to Donald Pleasance. And granted, I like McDowell's performance mm-hmm. in the in the movie. Yeah. But um 
you know, for whatever reason, uh, I guess I just feel connected. So I met him at Monster Mania in 2010. And I remember going to the table and he had like all those pictures laid out. You know how they have the pictures that you grab one and you have. I got it. I got it. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there were pens there. <laughs> so I pick up like a Halloween 2 promo poster and I take that to have him sign it. But as I'm walking to the actual other, other end of the table, I see a picture of him in the trench coat. So I, I literally threw the promo picture, the promo poster down <laughs> and what? picked up the one of him in the trench coat. <laughs> and I put it down and I, I, you know, he says, he's like, oh, he's like, how are you doing? And I said, I'm good. And yes, my name. So I said, Mike. And then, of course, I was in like a little gray sweatshirt with my um, H2, you know, Rob Zombie's H2 shirt. So he mm-hmm. says, oh, he's like, I, you're, you're a fan. I said, oh, I'm a big fan, sir. Big fan. Very oh, you're fan. obsessed with me. <laughs> and then um, I'm like, I especially I loved the, the job that you did in the movie. And he's like, oh, he's like, well, thank you. And I'm like, um. So I he's, guess he's like he's like oh well thank you do you want to uh, buy an autograph? <laughs> he's, like, he's like so I guess uh, you uh, I said so I guess you won't be coming back in Halloween three. He's like well you never can tell. He's like I might be a ghost or something. And I said <laughs> oh yeah like Michael Myers' mom. I, I said I, I said well you know it's it's a lot easier to explain that you survived the director's cut of Halloween two as opposed to the theatrical cut where you got your face mangled and he's like you're such a loser actually he gave a little chuckle and then i had to like you know he got up and he took the picture with me and then i had to quick start moving away because i like started like breaking down as soon as like the picture was done right huh well let's get to our big debate now you know we've we've seen this and heard about this a lot of times but we're gonna do it right all right, well, we'll be back. Uh, and you know what I'm going to do, guys? I'm going to drop a little Halloween tune in here. Drop it like it's hot. Did you guys ever hear of Halloween from The Misfits? Did I? No. I don't think so. Well, s- well sit there and listen to this. Ooh. <laughs>
Ten years ago, on the night of October 31st, a small Midwestern town fell victim to an escaped killer. Under the cover of darkness, he carried out the most horrifying mass murder on record. Sixteen people in cold blood. Ever since that night, no one has forgotten his name. And Halloween has never been the same. Now, Michael Myers has come home. He has returned for one more night of unholy terror. here to kill that little girl and anybody who gets in his way. Oh, God. Who's going to be next? Ah! Halloween 4, the return of Michael Myers. Maybe nobody knows how to stop him. All right, here it is, the battle you've all been waiting for, even though you didn't know it. <laughs> Halloween 1978 versus Halloween 2007. The gloves come off now. Yeah. Okay, now here's how we have to approach this. These films are going to be standing on their own, and the way Halloween changed horror does not play into this. Mm-hmm. It's a standalone piece of work. Right. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, so everybody can root for their favorite team, Mike? I like them both, but I got a feeling for... Oh, Dan, you're going to make me turncoat against Donald. Um, I, I guess I'll have to take the side of the remake for this debate. Okay. What do you got, Alex? 78. I knew it. That's why I took the remake. <laughs> no, I'm going to give... People are like, oh, God. I'm giving legit reasons. Dan, I'm sure, Will, and Mike, good luck. I'm on the fence. Can I be on the fence? Is there an option to see? I well, want to be on the fence, too, damn it. I wanna... <laughs> okay, you do. Really? Well, well, Perfect. It doesn't even have to be that cut and dry. We'll just talk about it, get into it. You'll see exactly where I stand by the end of this. Okay. okay. Good. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's great to have somebody who throws bouquets at both sides, one on one and one on the other. That's yeah. perfect. Yep. All right. This will be a balanced debate, uh-huh. and uh, there's plenty to talk about. Now, basically, I don't think Rob Zombie under I don't think, I don't think he got Halloween. The fact that he felt he had to explain every minute detail about this character is really, really what is, is wrong with this movie, and I think that's what he just doesn't get. You see... Michael Snapping has has more mystery in the original, uh, which is more uh, alluring, really. The remake was written with too much knowledge that the original had existed. Mm. If, if you, you know, like, Zombie gave the audience all the answers to every facet of Michael's character. I don't think most original films try to provide... Like, they just aren't so self-aware that they have to provide us with all the answers. Right. You know what I mean? Like Hannibal Lecter. Did you really know anything? Why he was like that? You, you can go like to a lot of 
characters, you just everything seems so self-conscious with this movie. You know, uh, one mistake that Rob made right off the bat was making Laurie Michael's sister. That changes the entire dynamic of a complete stranger stalking the antagonist. You know, like like once again, the film is not his own anymore because now it's aware of the sequels to this original Halloween. Right. Beyond beyond being aware to Halloween, now it's be it's it, I mean being aware to that. Now it's aware of the sequels. Mm-hmm. Even well, it's only aware to the second film, not the rest of it. Well, dude, he's like, how far is he going to go with it? But I'll say this though: What do you do though? Do you do? Because if you don't do that, it's practically the same movie. Now, I think you got to incorporate all that shit. Audiences are too smart; they know who Michael Myers is at this point. So, what he right, did was right. take it, put his own stamp on it, threw all the shit in. Absolutely. Now, I'm sure he didn't think he was going to do a second one either. But then, because you know, we we've all talked about this too, how. He wanted to make two separate movies out of that. And I, dude, I totally get it. He talks about that on the commentary. How he, you know, if you get into it, take away the mystery of it. That was the charm of the first one. And he addresses that. But at the same time, I think he says basically, you know, where do you go? Even the sister angle now gives Michael a motive. So once again, yeah. we're, we're into the whole thing about giving an answer to every little thing he does. You see, you don't need an answer. And we've argued that point, And that's typical, but... Let's get into why. Michael had a syndrome of obsession with homicidal tendencies, basically, and he became obsessed with Lori and everyone around her after she dropped the key off at his door. And the only way to escape that prison of obsession is to purge your fixation, which is to kill Lori. And that's about all you needed. Uh, That is much more scary to me and haunting then, uh, I mean, he would have probably even killed Tommy Doyle if he had the chance when he went up those stairs, you know? Um, Do you think he would have, though? Do you honestly think that he would have let loose on a little kid? I think he wanted to get out all the older people first and then uh, get to the easy stuff later. Yeah, he might have. Right. You never know. But even, dude, even even when you take suspense versus violence, clearly uh, Carpenter was the master of suspense. And Rob Zombie went with the violence. <clears throat> See, Carpenter focused on creating suspense, while Zombie was more focused on kind of selling Michael's behavior to the audience. You know? Right. It, 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 it's the same premise that was the demise of the overall franchise. Every time they try to explain this character, yeah. the series got weaker and weaker. Right. The more you explain... I've heard this on a document. The more you explain Michael Myers, the less interesting he becomes. So by that logic, this is the most uninteresting depiction of Michael Myers in horror film history. He's just not interesting no more. Why? Because we know. Like Just like when a girl gets... Uh, into a guy and she's like I'm curious about that guy that guy he's he's very mysterious I want to really get to know him once you know him it's boring after that it's like yeah it's almost like having sex with a girl or like really wanting to have sex and once you bang it's like yeah I already know what she's like in bed you know you know just like you see uh, for every hot girl there's a guy who's tired of fucking her you know what I mean it's the same thing and zombie made us fuck Michael and now we're bored of how do we fuck Michael I don't I don't get that because, dude, you see, think about it. Okay. The whole thing with with Michael, the thing that made him so great was that. Um, remember, we talked about the Friday Thirteenth Part Six, and I said Jason. It became a Jason movie now, right. and not Friday Thirteenth. He's yeah. getting all that screen time. Yep. By the time 
part six, Jason was like the main focus, and he, even more than the freaking kids he was killing. And before it was like the kids were the focus, and then they had to survive this guy. Right. You know, Carpenter never gave us access to Michael. He was in the freaking shadows, hiding behind bushes. You never saw a clear shot of his mask until after, uh, after he killed Linda. Now, you know, you you were talking about suspense versus violence. Now it's two thousand seven. Does that work this day and age? And that's the big debate, too, is the time issue, dude. You've got to look at the times now. And we've talked about this before, too. Does 78 Halloween even work today in this day and age? You know? No, not really. See, that's, but see, that's the point I'm trying to make. Now, like it or not, you have to adapt to the times. And let's face it, now, through all these movies throughout the 80s and, well, throughout all time, it's always been a commentary on the times. Would you agree? It always reflects the times anyways, obviously from the 80s and then into the 80s just kill, kill, kill by number five. Don't you think the entire ending of the original paid off with that great buildup? Like, Zombies film never had the buildup. It was, it was too consistent. It had too much, too much consistency with the character. There was no great reveal in, of any kind at the end. Even, even the sister angle, that was kind of a big deal when Marion said, it's Michael Myers' sister. And it's like, what? You gotta be kidding me. Right away we know that. She's already in the family. They established that. So that's not even a freaking surprise. Right. Like, there's no element of surprise. There's nothing. He put it all in our face, dude. There's nothing for your mind to put together. It's just there. And that's what's lost. And and you said, would it work in this day and age? Uh -huh. No. Right. But guess what? Then why did you remake the freaking movie and make it almost exactly like the first one? Because that just doesn't work. It doesn't work anymore. So why is the second half of the movie, after he gets out of the hospital, why is it basically the original movie? That doesn't work anymore. So what do you do, Dan? You want to know what the answer is? The answer is, you do what part two did. I really think that... Now, I like both of them but I think the remake would have been a hell of a lot better and I think um, Alex you probably would have liked both of them and we would have gotten to a three if um, Zombie would have been able to do it like he did originally and make the first one be more like uh, right. you know him in the asylum and all that and end the first movie with him escaping exactly that's what that's he wanted how it ends. and then start part two with the original part one stuff and let that go for about an hour and a half. No, I see. I think you're wrong. Uh, uh, reasons because the stuff in the asylum was so fucking boring. There was nothing interesting about it. The only reason that it was that, well, you think it was boring is you don't. It was no, not at all. It's because it was compressed. No, Mike. If it was compressed, it should have been jam packed with great shit. It was just boring. <laughs> Him talking to Michael and recording it. I don't, know, I don't want to talk anymore. That, yeah, but that that's the thing. All right. I admit, the fact that they had Myers talk a lot, that was a bit too much. Because even in the original novelization, in the asylum, it, it shows Myers in there and he doesn't speak a word. And it has hit meetings with him and Loomis. And Loomis tries to break through, but he can't. And see, that that's kind of what should have been going on more with zombies, I think, because he had more of an interaction between the two, and I think you need to keep Myers that faceless individual. Right, and the thing I think you're wrong again, because 
you said the second movie should have been just like the original first one. Right. It, does, it doesn't work anymore. You can't. And that was proven. The second half of the, the one he actually did was terrible, dude. The actors were terrible. The, 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 the characters were unlikable. I'll give you the acting was terrible. Look, I'll give you the acting was not great. Daniel Harris was a ray of sunshine, but the rest of it sucked. Yeah, okay, well, let's get into another topic. Okay, the character of Michael. Here's here's the problem, I think, with the remake. The character is not our equal anymore. Like, in the sequels of Halloween, Michael just kept getting bigger, more menacing. He became more powerful with each movie, starting with Halloween 2, where he lifted that nurse with one arm and just held her up. Like, I don't recall a single unrealistic thing in the original, except for, like, the, the inconsistencies, like how he, uh, like how he removed the tombstone with his bare hands and carried it to his car and carried it up the stairs and put it on the bed. Like, but like even the way Michael took damage was like any normal guy, the needle in his neck. Like when he walked back up those stairs, he looked fucked up when he was walking after them. Like you could tell he was messed up. The pain eventually became like kind of numb when he attacked Lori in the closet. And then after the damage he took there, you could tell he was screwed up when he was walking over to choker. He was messed up with, with Rob Zombie's Michael. You don't physically stand a chance. I mean, yeah. it just so it just so happens this little boy who killed uh, these people in this house grew up to be a seven foot tall, three hundred pound machine. <laughs> like, what are the chances of that? Holy beast, shit! Yeah. He did some, dude. He did some uh, weightlifting in the asylum. Oh my god, dude! Look, t- Tyler Maine did great. Uh, he did a great job for what zombie was going for especially in part two though and that might well be the reason that halloween 2 is a better standalone film you know the movie is no longer attempting to take something that's already been done almost perfectly at its time of originality when it happened it was perfect or almost perfect you know it's not perfect uh and then recreate it it stood alone as a better movie no matter how much you might have hated the white horse reference or Lori's whining the movie was badass and everything 2007 halloween should have been that should have been the movie Mm -hmm. not i'm not saying the story wise of course we'd have to you know fix it i'm saying the way he the approach everything yeah but it can't it couldn't be the movie and i'll tell you why because the way that Lori acted in part two, she had to go through the ordeals that she went through in, in the 2007. I just said that. <laughs> no, but you said that that should have been the movie. But for her to get to that movie, she has to go through what she went through in the remake. No, I'm saying <laughs> they'd have to redo the writing. It, it couldn't start like that. I'm just saying, though. But did you notice that movie worked? None of it was forced. None of it was was a, a fault, like a failure compared to what he was trying to do. And none of it had really any consistency problems. And it was really good character development. Mm. Oh, oh yeah, H2 was definitely. I agree with that, you know, 100%. But even Rob Zombie points out, like, the inconsistencies in the original film and... And you know he he you know he sort of feels like he has to come up with an explanation, and you know we go from parents who seem like vanilla or what what Rob Zombie does is he tries to to show us that the environment that Michael grew up in justified his behavior. You know it's almost as if we're we're made to feel sorry for Michael. You know Rob gave him like a Frankenstein or Wolfman type angle. You know and like like they're victims of circumstance beyond their control you know and that that's a whole different thing man that's not michael myers if you 
if you're going under the assumption that people watched all the sequels and know a lot about it, do you, uh, like I said, how would you do it, Alex? I, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I'm serious, serious <laughs> because it's tough because what do you do? Do you not explain it and say, okay, this is Laurie Strode, Michael Myers just going after? Because then people would be, well, I know I would be like, well, well, you know, how come they're not explaining it? Because, okay, I, I'm on the spot. I'll tell you what I would do. Uh, you give me the thing. I would learn from the mistakes of the previous sequels. And I would not explain Michael. I mean, you know, look, it started with making, in part two, making Laurie the sister. Then it became a little bit watered down in part four, when now he's fixated on Jamie because she is his sister's daughter. It got worse in Halloween 5 with the implications of the guy in black, and it totally took, no offense, Mike, a nosedive in six (laughs) when we discover that Michael's doing all of this because he's in a cult. If explaining Michael to death helped the franchise and series, I think we would have heard about it by now. Right. You know, no, look, the popularity died as as they kept throwing these things in. The more you explain them, the le- the worse the movies did, and the box office, the critics, everything. People love people love those sequels because you loved him from part one. You loved right. that character right. in in these new movies. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. That's why they're great. Those movies are lots of fun. I love part four and. I like part six, and I love H2O. It's because I love that guy and the character that was developed from the original. Mm-hmm. Right. And that character does not exist in Rob Zombie's Halloweens. That is not the same thing at all. Would you go suspense with it, Alex? Now, would you take the Carpenter approach, or would you would you mix it up, go a little bloody too, like slasher shit? Or I mean, it's tough. I'll give you a great example. Here's what you do. Remember how Friday the 13th, basically blew past the entire goddamn story of Jason. Yeah. That's what you do. Okay. All right. You do, you do that. Yep. Michael kills his sister. Yep. The next uh he he they maybe a montage of him. Yeah, dude, that's what you do. A montage right. of Lori's That would have worked. Of Lori's experience, great music, great action, punching through the door, fucking you could do great homages yeah. to the original with that kind of shit with a, a very fast montage. Then it stops picks up at Halloween 2 or her in the hospital, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. That would have been a success. Even though people hated the remake of Part 2 or whatever you want to call it, if you were presented that way, I swear to you, you would have liked it. You could have got rid of the horse stuff at that point, too, because you wouldn't get that much into the mother deal. Right. Yeah, yeah that was that the only make... issue. They should not... I mean, don't get... Dude, I love H2. But I think they went a little too deep with the mother stuff, and I think that that just—that's Rob Zombie saying I have to put my wife in every movie that I make. That's, exactly. uh, she's in everything, dude. Oh god, it's getting a little distracting yeah, too. Like, like, like even the Lords of Salem. Just watching her walk around, it's like, oh my god, all right. So there you go. You get rid of that horse because remember, Michael's mom was not a focal point in the original. So had Zombie not done that, we would have never been thinking about her to begin with, right? Yeah. It would have made no sense. So it works again. So now, you know, and Lori, eh, she could have been a little bit less annoying. And then that would have helped people like it more. Yeah, well, that's how teenagers are these days, though. That's the thing. For for what it is, too. I watch all these movies kind of with a different mindset. And I kind of adapt adapt my my liking to each one. I I find what I like in each one. Now, there's certain things in the remake that I don't like that, uh, Alex, I agree with you. If they would have kept him silent and, and mysterious or whatever, it would have been better. But at the same time, dude, he gave it he gave it some thought. 
that went through his mind. He addressed that, and he just made a conscious decision to go through with it. I, I, I could say I like this movie. Now, I like 78 a lot more because I like the suspense aspect, and it's just it's a better watch. Dude, he even explained why Michael's wearing a mask. I, uh, I mean... What, hiding his identity isn't good enough anymore? I mean, and even in the first kill, dude, the original paints like a perfect picture of a demented kid mm. who just snapped right. and something was no longer working right in his mind. It's scary cause it's, because it, it's crazy and because any girl could have a brother, get along with him fine, he seems normal, and suddenly he's standing behind you with a butcher knife. We have no idea why. And Rob Zombie again felt that... The turning point in Michael's life where he makes the transition to kill another human being had to be completely understandable to the audience. You know, oh, he did it because the kid said mean things about his mom. Yawn. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. Like, it's just like, dude, come on. Like, you don't understand what scares people. And I guess realism, the answer is to why Michael is so nutty with the whole family aspect and... Uh, killing animals and stuff. It was so typical, and the entire eeriness was lost. It was more like watching the makings of a serial killer on court TV. Yeah, you're right, dude. No, you're right. Like, I felt like you could have watched that on court TV, and they explained why some guy killed his family, and that would have been, uh, that would have been, like, typical, like, oh, well, of course. You know, it's just too typical. It's, it's not thought out. And Rob Zombie, you might not know it, there's tons of subtext in Halloween 2 that he did, and he thought a lot more about that one than this one. We have to get into that one day, you know? Definitely. I mean, uh, well, so... With what he did, now, I just want to make this clear. You don't hate this movie, correct? I mean, I think it's it, it's got its problems or whatever. I have my problems with it. See, I'm on I'm on the, the side with you to where it's like, you gotta, you gotta take away the backstory. The backstory kills it. Less is more, if you will. So, uh, I'm with you on that. Like I said, the movie was too much consistency, too much Michael. There was no real big thing. It wasn't a climactic ending. So, to me, this is a... I swear to God, I'm not saying this to be funny. I literally, when he took the 2x4 and was smashing the ceilings and walls to get Laurie... Oh, that was ridiculous. I started looking around the theater, and I really wanted to get up and leave. Dude. I'm not kidding you. Too long. Way too long. Yeah, but it was building. It was building tension, though. That's that's you, where I see. So, it. so I'm going to ask you. You really looked at that and were like, "Wow, this is great." I thought she was going to get it, like with the two by four through herself. I tried to care so much. I just found him repeating the same scenes, but not as good. Just so boring. And you know what's really pissed me off? I cared more about Annie. You know, Daniel Harris. I thought, oh, of course, because you know, you're obsessed with it. Well, that was a great. Dude, she played that character great. That was great writing. I mean, you really felt for that character. Um, Mike, you're, I think you're just obsessed with her. Uh, <laughs> like, here's what really bugs me about the movie overall. Yeah. Remember that little thing they leaked out before the movie came out where Michael started chasing them and then they ran up into the stairs and locked themselves in the bathroom? Yep. Do you remember how crazy that looked? It looked so good. When he was walking through the street, and then he, yeah. and they, and then they said, "I can't see him" or whatever. And all of a sudden, boom! He's at the door, and they're like, "Ah!" And they scream. That looked like it was going to be the greatest movie in the world. I was like, "Yes, they're going to kill it, man!" And the problem is, by the time you get there, the steam is gone. Yeah, there is no buildup. Yeah, that's a good analogy. The gas is gone. It, Rob Zombie, if he just stayed at twenty miles an hour the whole movie, and then went. Right. <laughs> 
kicked it up, and then that was the thing right there. That would have been like a, an amazing start to a great ending. No. And in, instead, he was going sixty the whole right. time, and right. it just sputtered out and fucking stalled out. Yeah, this was. Like I wanted Halloween to leave on fucking three Red Bulls. You're right. It was kind of ridiculous throughout the whole thing. To where you're right, dude. It's got no um, no climax. Yeah, man. You're right though. Like so, when she shoots him in the face at the end, it's almost like, yep, that about wraps it up. Like it was almost like, yep, that was right on tone with the whole fucking movie. That shit was pretty crazy, and that's what he was going for too, though, which is different from the original Halloween. You know? Yeah, and you know what it was? Maybe Rob Zombie's like in your face would have worked, like it did in part two, but. But when you're trying to put it in a movie that's based on subtlety and based on suspense and you're recreating those see, those scenes where that was what it was about, mm-hmm. it doesn't work anymore. Right. You know, it just doesn't work and it's stupid. It's just a dumb idea. And look, I'm not even saying that the original was perfect. I know you don't think so. Like I talked about how completely unrealistic it was when Laurie was walking around the Wallace house and the doors opened out of nowhere and bodies swing down. Perfect timing. Yeah. Right. You know, that that could have been some of the the weakest points of that movie. Yeah, that's stupid. Oddly enough, it was in the best part, which was the end. Um, I don't know. But listen, th- I'm not saying this is a total botch. It, it And, uh, of course, you know, you two aren't. But I loved uh, the character of Ronnie. I thought it was really funny. Oh, yeah. Uh, of course, it, it fed into the typical why Michael's who he is. And we're explaining him. and Typical. But I still enjoyed it. It's not to say this movie's not enjoyable. It's just, uh, it's just, it's wrong. It's just not, it doesn't, it doesn't gel, mm. you know? All he does is cry, crying shit, crying shit, crying shit. Yeah, I love Ronnie, dude. He's awesome. Carpenter put so much into every shot. Yeah. Every scene was really meticulous. Arguably the greatest score that it couldn't have married the film any better if it was a shotgun wedding. I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> complete, completely sold a basic story of the fear of the unknown. Uh, you didn't. You didn't know why Michael chose her. You didn't get a good look at Michael's mask until after he kills Linda. Like I said, it was just right. It was just done right, and this was not. So, I mean, the overall consensus. Has anybody learned anything from this debate? Does anybody change their mind? Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. Go I ahead. was gonna say I learned more about like uh, the sound effect aspect, especially in the remake when Linda gets killed. I mean, PJ go. Souls did great in the original, where she's like, you know, just like. Uh, 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 you know, but it was like so subdued. No, it was like, uh, 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 yeah, like yeah, that was more. That, that, yeah, exactly. that sucked. But then you have in the remake, you have Christina Klebe, full frontal, by the way, and she's just like, uh, uh, uh. they should call her Christina Cleave. Wow, the Cleave yeah, Cleavage. Way too yeah. big boobs, but okay. No, what I meant actually was, has anybody learned anything from this debate? Oh. <laughs> like, uh, does you think anyone listening who was on one camp or the other that we won them over? Probably. Yeah, I think we made we made good points, dude. But you're gonna be on one side of the fence or the other as far as like if you if you like hardcore crazy fucking movies like Audition and you watch like crazy shit like that and you're not like uh, attached to the to the old movies like, like like Halloween and all the classes and stuff like that then you'll probably like this because it's a balls to the walls flick but the, the thing is we're biased in the sense because we love that original flick we loved it way before they remade it and you know that's a part of our lives so when when the remake comes around and and twists it up like it did it is it is its own thing but it's it's its own movie and it's in its own time 
it is what it is. You know, you got to look at him differently. I think, like I said, we make good points on both on both of them. You know, yeah. I really and I, and I just want to clarify that I'm not um, I'm not just saying that I don't like this because I like Halloween the original so much. That's not it. Like I told you, when I saw that uh, little clip they leaked out, I was I was pumped, man. Right. And I thought this was really going to be great, and I was very excited. I don't care. I don't. I'm not like weird about it. Like, oh, this is sacred. I don't care about that. But give me a movie. Make it work. Make it make sense. And yeah. don't. Don't throw every explanation in my face. I didn't ask. I didn't ask. You're right. So, You're right. you know, mm-hmm. to me, the things that make Halloween so terrifying is that there are things going on that you cannot explain. There are things happening, and uh, the closing montage of Halloween basically tells us that we have no idea where these things are. And you just might turn a corner and find yourself confronting it, and you have no idea how that will end. And that is what Halloween is all about and it was lost in the remake and um, whether or not you enjoyed it is your own decision and your own opinion but it's it's uh, it doesn't work I don't know that's my opinion you guys think it works see I agree with that I I do enjoy it at the same time I I really don't think a lot of the aspects do work for it I I agree with you but I I still enjoy it for what it is I think they could have done a lot worse I really do Mike, Mike, what's your overall consensus here? Well, Rob Zombie did what he could. You know, I think that uh, his limitations kind of, you know, they didn't work to his, his, yeah, it didn't work to his his advantage. But I think, you know, overall, I think that he did fairly decent compared to the original. Should we rate this movie? Uh... Well, we, how do we rate the original Halloween? I give that a uh, a nine. Are you on drugs? Point five, maybe. I give it a ten. It's just not. It's not perfectly perfect. I think they played the main theme one too many times, and um, they uh, is a little slow. It could have been edited a little bit better. And um, I don't like that thing where the people pop out like a funhouse. So <laughs> it can't. It's just not perfect. Yeah. Um, so, D- Dan. I d- honestly, you took my rating. I'd say a nine point five because you're right; it's not perfect. So I, and, but that's not to take away from it. It's a fucking nine point no. five. It's a fucking nine point. Oh, the greatest nine point five. It changed yeah. my whole life. But you're right. The, you know, uh, very few movies are perfect. So right, and who cares if it's perfect? It doesn't need right. to be. Uh, E.T. Okay. is perfect. <laughs> Halloween remake. Uh, Dan, what do you rate that? Oh, uh, B minus. Mm-hmm. Now we're going with the grades. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I just want to see what you said. <laughs> we don't do that on this show. No. Um, I'd say solid eight. Okay. Mike? Solid ten. <laughs> after all, I, after everything, I, I feel like I just wasted my breath for the last 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, you did nothing to affect Mike. <laughs> I, absolutely not. As you can tell, we changed lives here at the Skeleton yeah. Crew. Yeah. <laughs> We're making a difference. <laughs> but as you realize, I give Carpenter, I give the original a 10 as well, so they're both 10s in my book. If I could go higher, I would. I just uh, don't know how, with everything I said, it, it could still be perfect. Oh, no, you ain't breaking through. I know, it's not, it's, he doesn't even, <laughs> all that doesn't tell you it's not perfect, whatever. Well, it's Halloween, sir. And there you go, so that, that doesn't show your fanboyish. <laughs> all right, I give it a, uh, a 5. Five? Really? Ooh, that hurts. 
I, I love the imagery. I think it was, and him him stealing Carpenter's music was really odd. I thought that was a strange idea to do. By the way, uh, yeah, I just I love the way things looked. I just don't think anything on film was interesting or entertaining. I was thinking at least a six or a seven, but wow, okay, no shit. No, I, dude, I I rarely want to get up and leave a movie theater. Mm. Yeah, you know what though? You're right with that scene, dude. I, that was dragged out way too long. Oh God, that was that was impossible to watch. Um, all right, I guess we're done. Uh, hope we affected one life out there. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm sure we did. Yeah, I hope somebody said, you know what? Dan was right. You know what? Mike was right. You know what? Alex is right. Yeah, I'm always. I also don't want to. I hope you everybody enjoys whatever they watch. I don't want to like. I don't want to like. You know, rain on a parade. No, dude, and we, that's the thing. Like, we all give our opinions, dude, and that's the thing. Like, we disagree about a lot of shit, but you know what? Who cares? Fucking, that's, that's what this show's about, dude. That's how we do it, you know? What do you think of this? Like I said, Alex, how would you do it? Would you go with suspense or whatever? Yeah, that's fun. You know, and it's fun. Exactly, dude. It's fucking fun. Yeah. They're two different movies. It's fun to throw them up against each other, you know? And it's fun to take movies from years ago and make you think about them differently and, and, uh, and, and even put any thought into them. And uh, remember, any bashing I did was out of love for the, the original. And, and not even. It's just, uh, man, maybe I just don't like it. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> it's really not about the original. And that's what I like about my opinion. It's not tainted. No. It's purely that I don't like this one because I like Halloween too. So that kind of negates that you can't say it's not that Alex isn't into the new things. You can't say that. I like part two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm cleared with that, and you guys have no perceptions people might think, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, there you go. So that's the debate, and we'll be right back with some horrid headlines casted by the crazy man. That's correct, sirs. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening. Tonight, Beavis and I will be discussing a wonderful and inspiring film called The Human Centipede. In this movie, a German doctor surgically connects this chick's mouth to another chick's butt. Then he connects that chick's mouth to a Chinese dude's butt, creating a Siamese triplet called The Human Centipede. You know, it really is uplifting. Through this experience, they learn about cooperation, friendship, and life. Yeah, and um, and they also learn what human butt tastes like. <laughs> I mean, uh, at least two of them do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's uplifting. <laughs> and now here's a short clip of the human centipede. The Siamese triplet connected via the gastric system. Ingestion by A. Passing 
thinking, you know, they're gonna make Sex in the City 3, so, um, why not make it good? Why not have all those chicks go to Germany and get lost in the forest, and then the doctor from Human Centipede finds them, and then he sews them all together, butt to mouth, into one big centipede. Yeah. <laughs> that would rule. Yeah, it would be two sequels <laughs> with one movie. It would be the greatest chick flick that has ever been made. <laughs> Feed her, Charlotte! <laughs> Feed her, Carrie! <laughs> Feed her, Samantha! <laughs> Some horrid headlines and other horror news. Horrid headlines. <laughs> that was a great idea. I just had to do that just because I felt like it. All right. Well, <laughs> you guys know uh, this uh, past Sunday was the premiere of the 23rd annual Treehouse of Horror Simpsons. <laughs> In this coming episode, Bart travels to 1974 to buy a comic book at cover price, but inadvertently disrupts Homer and Marge's courtship. Now, is it just me, or are you guys sick of hearing different explanations of Homer and Marge's courtship? Hmm. Like, do you think that they just beat that to death, honestly? Seriously? I loved the whole thing when they showed uh, Homer and how him and Marge started dating with the prom where Artie Ziff ripped right. off. That's that was great. awesome. Then you but, got the one where they had the... Like the grunge music thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That that was entertaining, but you don't screw with you don't screw with that. It could not have happened in the nineties and the seventies. You just you just don't do that. And it's so weird because what they're doing the reason they did that is because Marge and Homer are forever thirty eight years old. So right, by the right. by you know, by the year whatever it was they did that. Right. Ten years ago or whatever, twenty years ago would have been that year. Uh I, I just say, if you did it once, if you have to timestamp again, then just avoid the episode. Or just make like Homer's Dreaming or something. I I prefer the ones that are about Halloween in some which way, you know, in some way or another. The ones that go off, and, and like I said, we, like we said before, now it gives the Simpsons a license to go wherever they want. I get it. They do those episodes. But I like the Halloween ones, man. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the Psycho one. Uh, oddly enough, I think it was last year, they had one where they played Psycho music throughout the whole thing, and Bart was really killing people, and Lisa thought that they were just going to, like, ding-dong ditch them. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, that was a great one. What bothered me about that heavily is that they use the Psycho music, so basically what they're saying is we're never going to see an episode where where um, Principal Skinner is Norman Bates and his mother... Is up in the Ooh. window. Oh, that would shit. be ideal, dude. Dude, yeah, yeah that would have been That'd good. Kick ass. So where is that? I guess that's never gonna. Ha- How could it have not happened in twenty right. years? I don't. I don't even understand. You need to write that episode and send that to Matt Groening. Yeah, yeah. You mm-hmm. 
Because he is Norman Bates, too. Let's face it. Oh, right. no, totally. Is. totally. Yeah. Norman Bates, who runs a school. So. Yep. Totally. And uh, we have some news from Shout Factory, some DVD and Blu-ray release news. Uh, well, this was just announced via their Facebook page, so I figured uh, it warranted uh, mentioning here. The town that dreaded sundown. That's Ooh. a favorite to some and maybe not so much to others. But that is coming to Blu-ray and DVD from Shout Factory in 2013. An exact date or bonus features have not been announced as of yet. That's the one with the killer in Texas, right? Yeah, that had the uh, hood like uh, Jason in Friday the 13th Part 2. No, that was a line from Scream, dude. Come on. <laughs> oh. I didn't remember that. The town that dreaded sundown. Oh, yeah. Killer in Texas, right? (laughs) Yep. And, uh, Mike, isn't there some... What happened? Uh, Tales from the Crypt back in action? That is correct. Tales from the Crypt premiered on Fearnet. Now, I would guess these are not (gasps) new episodes. They are probably, uh, obviously, replays of the... Are you serious? It's on Fearnet, dude? Yeah, I don't think that it's... I don't think they're new episodes, dude. Yeah. They're they're not gonna they're not gonna bring new episodes to Fearnet, dude. I'm just happy there's episodes on Fearnet. Fearnet well, Alex is like, like Alex is like I own all the DVD sets, so. Oh, <laughs> oh, you thought they were new episodes, Alex? Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, they're just they're just gonna be really uh, severely cut versions of the HBO episodes, unfortunately. What do you mean? Oh. Why would well, they cut? You know, HB, HBO, they have language and sex in them on some points, and they have to cut that out for Fearnet. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. Dude, the, Fearnet's the, gone commercial. What? Are you serious? Dude, Dude no. Fearnet, audit, Fearnet edits all their films. They audit? They, I mean, they edit. <laughs> do they audit and edit it? Dude, no. Cause I, are you serious? Dude, no. Dude, Dude I'm, I've, I'm not kidding. Do you have, all right, on, Mike. Do, Dude, do you Fearnet have on demand. I have Fearnet. You do on demand. Yes, they do not edit. Oh, okay. But, I'm sorry. But yeah, you have the actual Fearnet channel. Yeah, fuck the that. The Fearnet channel does edit. Yeah, fuck them. I don't care about that. I'm talking about the on demand. Yeah, I was gonna say I watch unedited Fearnet all the time. I was yeah. gonna say. Okay. Yeah, sorry. they don't. On demand is unedited. You, um, you know why I believed it was coming back? Because you have the DVDs, right, Mike? No. No. What? Wow. What? I. I enjoy the the show. I do not own any of the seasons. Uh, okay. Well, anyway, for people who have it, uh, that guy, John Kayser, Yes. He performs the voice for the DVD menus. Right. Mm. So I figured, you know, he could uh, easily get back in action with the, you know, do the guy again in the show. I figured, you know, mm. he's still alive. It ain't like we're going to be missing that. Yeah, but his voice probably sounds a lot different. Like, he's probably older now, so it's like Brad Dorf and Chucky. The voice changes as mm. the years go on. Yeah, but who cares? I mean, how? It's a Crypt Keeper. Crypt Keeper. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to get him on the show. Wouldn't you love to talk to him, Alex? Yeah, get him, Mike. Not really. Yeah, He's you... confirmed for next week now, folks. I'll, we I'll get him. It. I will get him. Um, <laughs> Death Valley, one of my favorite movies, has nailed down a Blu-ray DVD release date. December is that 11th. good, Mike? I love Death Valley. Never seen it. I'll it have to check it out. Uh, Ralphie from um, Christmas Story. Right. Yeah, I want to see that. It, yeah. dude. You know, I have a a VHS copy that I transferred to DVD. If you guys really want to see oh, it, I'll upload it. You can check it out. 
Yeah, I would like to see it. That's going to have an audio commentary with director Dick Richards <laughs> and a theatrical trailer and a TV spot. Uh, so a little slim on the uh, bonus content, but I'll take it. Um, the Island with Michael Caine from 1980 is also hitting Blu-ray and DVD combo pack in Ooh. 2013. On, I mean, no, that's December 11th, 2012. Uh, that, that I've never seen it, but it's an older Michael Caine flick. I'll check it out. He's the man. Wes Craven's Deadly Blessing from 19... I believe, yeah, 1981 is hitting Blu-ray and DVD from Shout Factory. Never heard of it. That is an amazing movie. It's actually really? really good. Yeah, it's about a religious cult. Okay. And uh, Ernest... Sorry, I just want to make a real quick announcement. Yes. I want you to, uh, hopefully you're up to date with it, mention the price differences in those Halloween Blu-rays. And also, I want to mention, and I want to mention that as... I guess I'm correct. Once again, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2 is $7 on Amazon.com. <laughs> so I am right in my assumption that it is a piece of shit, and the price tells us that. Go ahead, Mike. Before I get to that, Deadly Blessing does have Ernest Borgnine in it. So definitely check that out if you haven't. It's a great movie. Finally coming to DVD and Blu-ray from Shout Factory. So definitely check it out. Um, yes, the Halloween Blu-rays. Amazon is gouging us yet again. If hopefully everybody pre-ordered those or got those within the first week of release, because if you didn't, you are at a loss. Um, Halloween 2, the Shout Factory Blu-ray, went from 1999 all the way to 24.99, and Halloween 3 Shout Factory Blu-ray went from 1999 to 26.49. Damn. Crazy. That must mean they're selling like crazy. Whereas, whereas the Halloween 4 and Halloween 5 Anchor Bay Blu-rays went from $19.99 down to $14.99. Ooh, that means they're not selling. And I think we know why. One of them. And it was like they went from $14.99 down to $16.99 and now they're down to $14.99. So they'll probably get cheaper as time goes on even. Because there's nothing on them. The commentaries did kick ass, though, guys. Hey, can you believe that we broke that news? I still can't get over that. <laughs> Do you know that, like, 50, I think, was it 50,000 people uh, witnessed us breaking that news? Oh, did we? On Harvard, yeah. yeah. I think 50,000 people read that, yeah. No sure. That's why that uh, it went down in price, because everybody canceled their pre-orders when they found out there were no bonus 30 minutes. And that, those are people who... Uh, don't necessarily care about quality, but more of content. Right. That's the only reason somebody would cancel that. And then part five, uh, who in the right mind would order that? So. Yeah, seriously. I'm just kidding. No offense to everybody who did. but No offense. Offense. I, oh, I understand you're a completist, and that's the only reason you did it. Okay. <laughs> well, um, the cast of NBC's Cannibal is um, getting a little bigger. Uh, somebody from the show uh, Pushing Daisies, which I never watched, uh, is joining the show. But also, let's see, Lawrence Fishburne is in this, and Hugh Dancy. I don't know who Hugh Dancy is exactly, but Lawrence Fishburne, we all know who he is. And it's nice to see that he's returning to a horror-type role 
since um, Nightmare 3. And um, VHS uh, hit theaters this past Friday. Obviously, limited release. Um, but Mag- I heard Mag- Ty West is really fr- uh, screwing up, man. Well. That whole um, movie sucks balls. Look, House of the Devil was oh. an outstanding achievement from Amazing. Mr. West. Yes. Uh, since then, I think he has kind of taken steps back, unfortunately. Yeah, I heard the Innkeepers was bad. Oh, no, Innkeepers was awesome. Fuck you. No, I've, I've, heard, I've heard Innkeepers <laughs> is good, too. I, I have to check it out. I've got, it's, yeah, I've dude, got it's, the Blu-ray sitting here. I heard that slow. it didn't know what it wanted to be. Like, it was one Wait. thing, and then it completely changed halfway Whoa. through the movie. You said you heard? You haven't seen it? No. Oh. Well, then shut your face. Yeah. I said I heard. I've been saying heard the whole time. No, I'm just busting you. I'm not claiming to. I, dude, I would say I thought it sucked. You know, I would say that. No, it. Uh, I heard it's. I heard he's really. Uh, David on Devour the Podcast uh, said that his segment in uh, VHS was the the worst one. Like, clearly, like, by far. Mm. Um, and I heard. Uh, was it VHS, right? Yep. Yes. Yep. I thought it was like REC or whatever. Yeah. Whatever that is. Yeah. Has anybody saw those movies out of the three yeah. of us? Yeah, I've seen them. I guess that means record? Yep. Okay. Are they good? Uh, nope. Not really. D for Dogfight, which uh, is... I know, um, starring Michael Vick? Yeah, no. <laughs> it's, it's a visceral <laughs> short from another anticipated horror anthology called The ABCs of Death. I heard of it. D is for Dogfight is one of the 26 shorts from 26 international genre filmmakers that comprise the ABCs of Death, an ambitious film that features a way to meet your maker for every letter of the alphabet. Huh. That mm-hmm. sounds interesting. Yeah. Sounds interesting. Sounds really but good. If it's done, if yeah. it's done anything like uh, VHS, I think we're in trouble. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Um, and also, um, VHS fans... VHS is coming out to DVD and Blu-ray this December. Okay. And, um, and by the way, before you finish the news, uh, does anybody want to get into uh, about two minutes of football talk? Okay. Are you ready for some football? Maybe people can know our team so they can know our cheers and weepings of the weekend yeah <clears throat> Mike is a Phillies fan not really but I'll give myself <laughs> Mike your coach yeah he I don't understand how you could like a team with that ass wipe on it but well I don't like any of I don't like any team but I'll I'll guess he, so. he lives there so that's why he chose that right <laughs> Dan is a Patriots fan yeah see Dan chose it because he lives there and he usually is happy every weekend <laughs> you know it, baby. And I'm a Bears fan, and uh, I could. I, it goes either way with us. The <laughs> Bears. I'll tell you what. We're the most exciting team in football. If you saw the defense against the Cowboys, we had Tony Dude. Romo throw five interceptions. Dude, Dude I saw it. It was fucking incredible. The most amazing game uh, of the year for me. You know, I'm sure other people have other opinions, but absolutely amazing. So, uh, you know, that was a great game. Uh, a couple games coming up. Next time we do this football segment, we'll be a little more prepared with the team's winning records and uh, who they're going against next week and who they just... Yeah. All that good stuff. But just just think about that if you're a fan and you can make fun of us. 
<laughs> Not me, I'm from New England, bitches. Yeah, nobody makes fun of Tom Brady. You can't. You can't. The high school quarterback banging the hot model. That's right, motherfucker. Take it home. Championships. We'll see. Oh, what happened last Super Bowl? Ooh. Sorry. I didn't mean to bring <laughs> up the last Super Bowl, dude. Oh, why? What? The Bears won it? Oh, wait. That's oh, right. damn, son. <laughs> No, that was 1985, but thanks for reminding me of that. As the year I was born. <laughs> dude, kiss my ass in hell. Dude. <laughs> dude, we got Jay Cutler now, baby. What's up? Yeah. And we got Brandon Marshall, Matt Forte. We got Michael Bush. We got Erlacher, baby. We got Hester. We got Briggs. I'm sorry. People are getting bored. Exactly. Did you guys see the pictures from uh, Hitchcock? They actually show um, the characters in their... Uh, what do you call it? In their makeup for the first time. No. Like you good? see Jessica Biel as uh, Vera Miles. You see James DeArcy as Anthony Perkins. You see uh, Anthony Hopkins as Hitchcock. Um, Scarlett Johansson is Janet Lee. I think uh, Beale looks better as uh, Vera Miles, but that's just me. Um, yeah. Dude, that's coming out. Hitchcock is coming out November 23rd, and that's based yes. on the Alfred Hitchcock and the making of Psycho. That I didn't realize until just reading the description that a lot of it focuses on Hitchcock's relationship with his wife. Really? Yeah. I mean, you know, the movie, like, like uh, goes around it, but there's, like, I guess there was a whole relationship with him and his wife while it was going on. A relationship with him and his wife? No way. No, Hitchcock... <laughs> Damn. I honestly didn't even know that Alfred Hitchcock was married. Is that bad or what? That is pretty bad. But that's the thing. It's like a biopic almost about the movie and probably what went on during that. So, yeah, of course I'll get into his life, just like any any, any biopic type thing. And does anybody care that they're making a sequel to this Australian film, Bait? No. The trailer, or a teaser trailer, whatever you want to call it, uh, debuted for uh, Rob Zombie's Lord. Yeah. Had to oh, bring sorry. it up again because I know you love it. And I only watched the first 20 seconds of it. So right now, as we are on the show, I will watch it in um in its entirety. And okay. you will hear my reaction to the trailer. All right, go ahead. All right, I am hitting play now. The world's oh, waiting. yeah. The world's waiting for this. Alliance Films. The Lords of Salem. Mm-hmm. That's a way to keep it interesting, I guess. A family standing something else. Wow. Um, dancing around a fire. You know, the second time I saw this, I liked it less. Burning. Um, I don't think the music really fits. Um, somebody's in a Hannibal Lecter mask. Why are they doing that? A baby thing. Hey, don't don't just start complaining here. At least embrace it first. How could uh, you not? Uh, it seems like you're trying to pick things you don't like. <laughs> it's just like a red something. How come you're not like, wow, this is visually stunning? Because it's yeah, really right? not. Look it's, at that just, wide shot. It's, it's a bunch of shit just crammed together, it seems. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you one thing. It looks like a little... Um, it kind of looks like a play more than like a movie. Like, I... It's like just isolated people and huge empty backgrounds. It really just seems like a like a 
live play. Sure, yeah, it's gonna it, be out there. This movie's it, it, gonna great. be fucking out. It doesn't look realistic. It ain't like yeah. uh, it doesn't look realistic. Like uh, like this. Like, is it over? Uh, no, I got about twenty seconds left. Jesus Christ! Uh, <laughs> is this the trailer or the movie? <laughs> <laughs> it should be the movie, but um. <laughs> There's Rob Zombie's wife. She's always appreciated. Not real. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not too distracting, Rob, at this point. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, you know, I remember back on the other show when I got D. Wallace to come on yeah. and talk to us about Lords of Salem. And I remember D. I love D. Wallace. And I remember she uh. said, uh, you know, it's really good. It's supposed to be something really good. Blah blah blah. blah. I watched that teaser because obviously it is a teaser because it didn't really reveal. Didn't show no, anything. Yeah, yeah, no plot no, is revealed. Yeah. But from the teaser, um, and look, I love Zombie because I love House of a Thousand Corpses and I love Devil's Rejects, and I love Halloween. But I'm not feeling this. I'll be honest, I'm not either, man. Like, the second watch of that trailer is even worse than the first one. And the thing is, I really wanted to love this. I love witches, like, witches and stuff. I don't know. It looks too um, artsy. It, lo- it doesn't look real. Let me ask you a question now. Remember we were talking about the Halloween trailer, how you said it looked awesome, and then it, it turned out shitty. Now, we've learned something here at the Skeleton Crew. You cannot watch trailers and expect it to be anything close like the movie. Very rarely... Does the trailer correctly and accurately depict what the movie's going to be like? So, I'll be there opening night. But. Yeah, exactly. See, exactly. But, dude, trailers, dude, you know that. You can't expect anything from the trailers yeah. on any level. I just you don't know? like his interpretation of Halloween, but uh, I love his sequel. But um, yeah. House of a Thousand's a little kooky. I, I, we already yeah. went over this with the baseball yeah. sounds and all that. Right. right. But yeah. I, I can just, I can just say, you know, for me. I'll see it, but like right now, I'm going in with very low expectations, and that might help. That's yeah, good. no. See, I think that that's that's and that's kind of what I did with the Halloween remake when it came out. I went in with low expectations, and I think if I go in with low expectations of this, I think I'll be pleasantly surprised. But I'm Just waiting like for Mosley a full said. trailer. Yeah, <laughs> keep your expectations low, and I'll never be disappointed. Yeah, yeah, Bill Mosley. And I guess, Mike, uh, you heard about that whole idea of having a reboot of the Munsters TV show. Oh yeah, God. I heard that. That might be uh, That's falling by the wayside now. I don't Thank know if God. it's totally canceled, but I know they were talking about it being done. We yeah, talked might... about this before, didn't we? We said it no. was going to be total crap. Nope, I don't think we did. Well, I was into it. I really you know, was looking forward to it happening and seeing what they were going to do with it, honestly. Not me. I thought it looked stupid. Stupid idea. Hey, well, uh, seasons one and two, you know, the original series, well, the complete original series is on Netflix right now. Yep. And those weren't even that great. Yeah. They were okay, and it got worse as it went on, but... (laughs) Some people listening may disagree with you, and I disagree with you as well. Horror thing, but... uh, No, the Munsters, I love a lot of those Munsters episodes. Actually, when I first walked in on my parents having sex... um... (laughs) We were first. There were many times. Wow. Two times. (laughs) But the first time I did it, it was during, um, I think it was the year when they had the mo- the Monster uh, Monster Mondays on Nick at Night. Yeah. I think it was like around 93. Yeah. 
And my parents figured, since I have went downstairs and was glued to the TV for the first three Mondays, it was the summertime too, that, uh, well, it's okay, Alex will be there from 8 o'clock to 11, like he's been for three weeks. So uh, they went ahead at it, and something just gave me the impulse to ask my dad a question. <laughs> I, I don't know what it was. I never. It, it was your inquisitiveness, Alex. <laughs> dad is is Frankenstein really <laughs> the owner of a shoe store or whatever? I don't know what he did, but, <laughs> no, but get out, get out, <laughs> get out. You, you know what? He, you want to hear what he said? What did he say? I walk in, I open the door, and my mom is uh, above sea level, <laughs> and uh, she's facing she's facing him. Thank God. <laughs> that, that would have been a little too graphic if she was not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, my instinct, the first thing I said was, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and my dad, he goes, he like leans over and looks at me and he goes, get a life, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you wish that you could have kids now so you could do the exact same get thing? Life. Get a life. <laughs> Get a job. <laughs> Get a wife. Uh, then Alex turned to his dad and said, I learned it from you, Dad. I learned it from you. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, I'm sorry. Munsters is canceled, I guess, guys. Hey, That's real right. quick, too, I want to say something about horror and TV real quick. I checked out the um, schedule for all the Halloween on all the Halloween movies and stuff on AMC. And a couple other ones. Anyways, moral of the story, it's all shit this year, dude. They're highlighting Halloween 4 and 5 more than anything. And there's a couple good ones here and there. I think they got Pet Cemetery and shit like that. Dude, they are totally fucking slacking. I didn't check out USA. I know sometimes they, they won't, got... They won't show anything. I guarantee it. Dude, isn't it horrible? Remember back in the day, they used to fucking show everything. I think H2O was on one night, like, right before Halloween or something. Other than that, dude, they show the original. You got to give it its props. Give credit where credit's due. But, dude, they've totally been slacking, man. It sucks. I want to ask you guys, what are you going to do this year? Now that we have the uh, the new Blu-ray of Halloween 2, are you guys going to watch the Halloween 2 TV version that came in the Shout Factory package, or are you going to watch the original? I'm going to go for the TV version this year. Yeah, TV. Yeah. I, I, really, I watched it um, either last year or the year before. Yeah. I, it's very weird, man. It's almost yeah. like those scenes, you can almost see how they don't belong. Right. Yep. Yeah, and maybe... Oh, you're I, right. Yeah, but you know what somebody would say to that? They'd say, you're just saying that because they weren't there. If they were there in the beginning... You wouldn't think anything of it, and that might be true. But Who, I don't yeah, know. who's to say? But it yeah. is what it is, right? Yeah, but I will. Do, I will be doing the TV version. So, what about you? You said Dan. What about you, Mike? Yeah, the TV I'll be version, watching. Yep. I'll be watching whatever AMC shows on Halloween. You, you're not going to watch Halloween's this October? Oh no, I'm go- no, I'm definitely going to. But I'll probably watch both. Both? Okay. Oh yeah. What do you guys? Can you guys sit there and watch um, one of those movies with the commercials and shit? Because a lot of the times, I like having it. Like you know, say if I'm flipping through the channels, I like seeing it on and I'll catch it. Yeah, but then the commercial comes on. I can't do. Yeah, the commercials fuck me up more than anything. Yep. And here I am asking Mike which one. I forgot he'll watch a movie 140 times in a row. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Guys, 
I'm just I'm looking on AMC right now as we're speaking. Yeah, I checked out the schedule. Dude, it's crap, right? Did, did you guys see? Well, they have a lot of Friday the 13th on. Right. Oh, God, why? There's nothing. This is not the summertime. That's and, what let I'm me saying. let me check something because I see something here what? that is kind of perplexing to me. I just want to look this up real quick and see if they're actually going to do this. I'm looking What's that it up like? right now. You're building a Hold lot of on. Um, Freddy versus no. Okay, I thought that AMC was going to show Freddy versus Jason, but apparently it's not on their schedule. Thank God. That was the whole fucking thing. Oh my God. Anyway, but they got Friday the Thirteenth, Friday the Thirteenth yeah. Part Three, Friday yeah. Five, Friday Seven, Jason Goes to Hell, Jason X. Oh wow, they're really whipping out the good ones. Why, dude? That's what I'm saying, man. Like, Halloween, dude, Halloween dude. Four, Halloween Five. How dare you? Wait, what? Do that Halloween again? Halloween, 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 Halloween four, and Halloween five. I That's love what... four, but yeah, but five. Dude. Yeah, man. Dude, five probably cost them like twenty dollars to put it out on the TV. That's probably why they're doing it. Well, and I think that's what it has to do a lot with too is the licensing and all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, and yep. why not put four and six? Six got to be cheap. I mean, nobody likes that movie. Well, actually, you know what? I take it back. I'll be honest with you guys. Out of all the channels, dude, I think Sci-Fi is doing the most. Um, they're showing Halloween six at one point. I think they're showing H two O. I could be wrong. Oh, there you go. They're showing six. Um. They're showing a lot of different stuff, mainly just all the horror movies that they have, and they're throwing them all out. But at the same time, that's more than AMC has. They have license to a lot. I know Jeepers Creepers movies were on there, just a lot of them, you know? Hey, so, if you guys uh, want, I have AMC's complete um, – yeah, I have, I have AMC's complete Halloween schedule right. on Halloween. A yeah. Halloween day? Yes. Yeah. All right, I was going to say, this is going to take forever. All right, just do that day. Go ahead. All right. On October 31st, starting at 12.15 a.m. Okay. Well, Jason X is on October 30th at 10 p.m., 12.15 a.m. So starting at 12.15 a.m. on oh, Halloween okay. is Friday the 13th. Okay. At 2.30 a.m. Well, you could do the time, but just don't wait for our reaction. Just just try to run through this. Go ahead. 4.45 <laughs> is How to Make a Monster. That's good. I just gave a reaction. <laughs> 9.45 9 a.m. Is Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. 11.45 is Halloween 5. 2 p.m. is Halloween Resurrection. Oh, God. 4, 4 p.m. is Halloween. 6 okay. p.m. is Halloween 4. 8 p.m. is Halloween 5. 10.15 is Halloween Resurrection. Yeah, wow. I see, dude, that's lame, man. That's what they're going to play for the majority of the fucking day is, is that shit. Put Resurrection and 5 in there. Two yeah. out of four movies, dude. I'm sorry. Continue, Mike. That's it. That's it? That's the news? Uh, you know, I don't know. It, see, to me, man, that was like one of the best parts of Halloween was checking out all the cool shows, dude. You know, I, and I, I mentioned, we mentioned this a little bit, but some of the best shit was like, I don't know if you guys ever got into this, but like old uh, Halloween episodes of like Home Improvement. All yeah, of, oh, I love that stuff. But see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'll I'll go and watch those, even a lot of those, because, dude, I love that shit, you know? And even some of, like, uh, even the cheesier movies, dude, I get into, like, I'll, I'll dude, I got to say, out of the, all the lineups, man, I think it goes sci-fi, AMC, and right below that is, like, the... 
Family Channel, dude. I hate to say it, but half of their Halloween shit's better than anything. Hooser. What, what's that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> One thing I want to say, too. One of the movies that I watch every year, we were talking about this. I watched it last night, and it, it gets forgotten a lot, and it's a comedy, and it's a stoner comedy at that. Idle Hands, baby. Yes. Oh, Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba. Yeah. That movie's fucking so stupid, but so awesome. Look at her lips. A killer hand with Jessica Alba. Teenage Jessica Alba looking finer than a motherfucker. Mm. Is that it, Mike? That is it, sirs. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed the email from Jerry. Thanks again, Jerry. Jerry B. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed the debate, Halloween 1978 versus 2007, and we hope you enjoyed the news. And remember, my Halloween movie premieres October 15th. Make sure you're uh, subscribed to our YouTube channel. Make sure you're subscribed to our Facebook. (laughs) Make sure you play us morning, day, and night, and you tell all your friends that this is the big news show. Touch your nipples while doing it. Yes, please. Especially yeah. if you're a female. Don't feel guilty about lying to them either. Just, we all lie once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> and we will be back next week for another Halloween installment of The Skeleton Crew Show. Da, da, da. Hopefully with a very big guest, but we'll see about that. Because we don't make promises. Not anymore. Because we always break them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't break Tuesday night. It just happened later. Yes. Oh, I broke it. <laughs> Good night.